This morning, uh, we're going to start uh, talking about control, surrender or control. I know, I know most of you, and uh, uh, some of us, I'm going to throw myself in here too, uh, are, are kind of into that control thing, but follow with me as I read in uh, uh, Proverbs 3, uh, 5 and 6. Solomon writes, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek His will in all that you do, and He will show you which path to take. We can choose to control every aspect of our lives, or we can choose to allow, uh, uh, we can choose to surrender and allow God to control our lives. And this week, we're, we're going to look back at the choices of surrender or control. And it's so, okay, by a show of hands, and I, this, is, this is because it's cold outside and a little, it could be a little chilly in here, I want, you to, I want you to participate with me, okay? Everybody have a right hand? Right hand? A right hand? Okay, by a show of hands, you don't have to raise your hand. By a show of hands in here, who is... Uh, how should I say this? No, I'm not there yet. <laughs> How many of you here in here would say that there's some area of, of, of your life that you want to have complete and total control? Linda, get that hand up. Higher. Higher. Okay. <laughs> Every, oh, everybody? And, and Craig's downstairs and he's got both of his hands and both of his feet up. So uh, uh, we, we all kind of... We all kind of are, are in that. Uh, and if you're sitting next to somebody that didn't raise their hands, uh, don't poke them and tell them they're lying. You, you, uh, you, you know who you are. Um, we all struggle with this issue. And there's, there's three slides I want to I wanna show. Did you get those? Yeah, okay. Um, I'm sorry that they aren't any bigger than that. But uh, here's a guy that he's walking his employees... And he says, I think he's overreacting a little when it comes to controlling his employees. And then I tell you, the guy's a total control freak. And the guy's got the, the uh, strings on the, on the dog. And there's another one. That's not it. That's it? Okay, well, you can, you, and, and you got, who's the remote control owner in here? Guys, go, oh, you, you know, you, you can't even spell remote control. Do you have a? Rem, are you a remote control freak? Are you? Yeah. You do whatever you want. So you keep your hand down, girl. Go to sleep. But we we have that. Uh, some of us like to be in control at work. You know, uh, do it my way, or I'm going to do it myself, or it's my way or the highway. And if you're like Gary, you end up getting a, in a fight with the, the guy that uh, was helping him wash cars back last summer. Remember that? You got in a fist fight with that guy? No? Wait, that's what you were accused of. I, I'm, just, I'm just telling the story the way that I heard it. Yeah. You know, some of you work for that person. Some of you are that person. And, and others are control, control freaks at home. You know, everything has a place and everything is in its place. Um, and if, 
And if it's not in its place, you're, you're, you've, got a, you've got a real problem with that. Or, or we all know that uh, uh, controlling nature comes through dealing with our kids. And, and they have to be perfect and you're going to do everything you can to ensure that they're perfect. Control can be a real issue for all of us. Uh, is there anyone in your house who is the remote control freak? Raise your hands again. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Um, we, we, uh, Sarita has the remote control. And, and it's, it's, you know, our, our, the, the, the thing that, that I counsel people with, especially young marrieds, is do not have a television in your bedroom. Do not. Well, our television is in our bedroom. We've been married 50 years, and she's got the remote control. And usually, it's between us, and the dog changes the channel. And, and uh, uh, it, I, he, he never gets what I want to watch. But uh, here's the reasoning for this remote control thing. You know, it's my house. It's my TV. I pay the cable bill. Therefore, I control the remote. And that's kind of the law of the jungle. And it really doesn't matter what's on when it comes to the TV. Uh, control is the, the really the, the big issue. But uncontrollable control is taking God off of the throne and putting ourselves on it. I believe that's the, 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 what the, the wisdom writer of Proverbs was saying when he wrote Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And let me read it again. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. And you've probably heard that a hundred times. You probably have it on a coffee mug in your, in your house. You probably have it on a little plaque that's, that's on, the, on the wall, or else it's a, a refrigerator magnet. You know, you've, you've all seen it. You may even have it on your uh, calendar, on your desk at work. But uh, control freaks find this hard to live out. We, we have to surrender our will to God and, and, and the idea of surrender is really tough. The idea of letting someone else, even if it's God, have complete and total control over our life is, is, kind, of, is kind of really a, a freakishly hard thing to, to, to do. And, and the translation we read this morning says, seek his will in all you do. And when we're growing up, we probably heard it in, in, in all kinds of w- other ways, but in all your ways, King James says, acknowledge him. Acknowledge him. And, and the word acknowledge in the Hebrew translation is the same word, the same exact word that Adam had for Eve in talking about intimacy. And, and knowledge, the, Solomon says, is we are to know God intimately inside out there's nothing about God that that he doesn't that that we shouldn't uh, seek to know about him and there's nothing that he doesn't know about us and that should be our relationship to God and and yet so many times we're saying God let me take care of it and so the wisdom writer here says that that if we do it God's way if we know him intimately he will make our path straight. He will give us direction. He will give us guidance. And we spend so much time, so much part, time of our lives to figure our own way through life, but the reality is as long as we depend on our own knowing, we're never going to ever 
really find out what the total will of God is. And that's that seeking. That's that searching. And there's a big reason for that in, in my life. And I, I call it sin. The brokenness of my human condition will prevent me from always seeing things clearly. It'll, it'll prevent you from seeing things clearly too. And there are even times when we know the promise of God and we still try and take control. The Old Testament example is Abraham and Sarah, or Abram and Sarah. And you remember that, that uh, Abram uh, got, got caught down in Egypt and, and uh, Sarah was, she was really a beautiful, beautiful woman. And, and so they asked, Ab- they, the Pharaoh asked Abram, uh, is this your wife? And he says, no, she's my sister. And uh, uh, he, got in, he got in trouble with that. Uh, I hadn't been saved very long. We were back in our home church in, in Illinois, and um, this, this uh, older couple had uh, just retired from the mission field, and uh, we just started going to the church, and, and uh, uh, the, the, the wife said, Is this your wife? me to, to Sarita and I said no this is my sister I was just horsing around and they didn't say much about it and they they found out from other people that's not his sister it's his wife and and the 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 lady said to me she says you know we could not understand how a brother and sister could be so close you always had your arm around her you held the door open for you, carried stuff for I mean, there is no brother and sister are, are that close. And then we found out that she is your wife and the Lord rebuke you, John Batson. So I never did that again. And, and uh, I'm glad. Where'd she go? Is she teaching? Yeah. I can tell stories now. Yeah, my way. And, and uh, so, so he was trying to Abraham was trying to control the situation, and Sarah did too. You know, they're childless and in their 70s, and she thought that uh, if God promised a, 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 a child for her, that, uh, you know, how's this going to happen? I'm 70 years old. And so he says, I've, I'll, she says, I'll take my handmaid, uh, Hagar. And so, Hagar, you go in and, and lie with my husband, so we'll have fulfilled the promise of God and have a child. Disobedience. And not trusting that God said, I don't care, you know, God doesn't care how old you are. If he says this is going to happen, it's going to happen. And so this, this gesture, while it was noble, it, it turned into a complete disaster for everybody. We look at, at uh, uh, the word handmaid, and it's, it's in the Old Testament uh, that Hagar was uh, the handmaid of Sarah. And that means she was a, she was a slave to take care of, of duties in the house. And uh, uh, there was, she had to do everything that her, her owner said to do. And, and we, we see today that there are two branches of the family tree. And one are the Ishmaelites, and then the other side is where the line that Jesus came from. And so by sin, there was problems that came into that line. And that's what happens when we depend upon our own understanding rather than trusting in the Lord, rather than surrendering to his guidance and to his wisdom. 
Now, granted, most of us are not going to be, taken, be tempted to take control that way, but uh, our temptations will come in, in different ways. The, uh, maybe, maybe you're a single Christian uh, who's been looking for the person who is, uh, who is a Christian, who you can form the perfect Christian, who isn't a Christian, and, and you can form that perfect Christian family but you're tired of waiting. You know, God, you're, 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 you said that, that you give me the desire of my heart and my desire is to find a Christian uh, spouse. And, and so you meet this person and he or she is the believer, but, you really, but it's really a good person and, and you kind of think that you're going to change the way that they're going to respond and you will lead them to the Lord. And, and that never happens. That's one of the ways that, that we don't put the Lord first in how we don't acknowledge Him. Maybe, maybe it's, it's in terms of, of finances and financial problems plague you. And, and, and you, you, you're a disciple of Jesus and you know you're supposed to uh, return a tithe to the Lord. And that's one of the ways we put the Lord first, but you don't do it. So you're not acknowledging Him. You know, hey, it's my money. And it doesn't make sense to me right now. I'm just going to take control of this situation because I know best. Maybe, maybe you're a helicopter parent. Or nobody in here is that. But there are helicopter parents. And the helicopter parent is, is they're going to ensure that they, everything that the kid does is perfect. And when something is starting to go haywire, they swoop down and save the day. Whatever it is, you just got to control it. I, I, I want you to think for a moment what that area of your life is that you're trying to control. Is it your finances? Is it, is it a, a, a relationship with a significant other? Is it your kids? Is it your work? Is it your, is it your image? And think about it for a moment when you've identified that area. Okay, I, this, is, this is another piece. If you have a pen, you have a pen... You don't have a pen. I want you to take a pen and your bulletin right now. Or not. <clears throat> Is she going to do it for you? She's in control. She controls the pen and the paper. Uh, <laughs> I want you to think for a moment what is that area of life that you are trying to control? Is it your finances? Is it a relationship? Is it your children? Is it your work? Is it your image? Is it something else? And think about it for a minute, and when you've identified there, that area, I want you to write it in your bulletin or on a piece of paper. Don't just make a mental note because you're blowing me off and you'll forget it. I want you to really focus on this and put it down. And, and Jordan, you can figure out what your dad's problem is and you can write it down for me, okay? So you can, yeah, that's all right. She's doing the writing for him. Don't just make a mental note. And so some of you may be sitting there and saying, I'm not going to do that. And I have two words, control freak. <laughs> Think about it. And now that everybody has written something down, I want you to look at it and ask yourself, 
is this something I need to control? I'm not going to ask you what it is. I'm not going to take it. You don't even have to share it, Joseph. (laughs) Is she talking about me? Is this something I need to control or do I need to trust the Lord and lean and, and not lean on my own understanding, but I need to lean on the Lord? Will I choose to surrender or am I going to choose to control it? Let me offer you three answers to that question. And the first is, is this worth my concern? This thing, whatever it is that you're trying to control. There was a guy, he was a city manager of a large, large uh, uh, city in, in uh, Florida. And he was new to the job, and he's sitting there working on things, and he hears this blood-curdling scream from his admin's office. Now, while I've been here, I've fought snakes, mice. Uh, there was an unknown rodent. We couldn't determine what it was because it was starting to de- decay. But I've had to dispatch all that stuff. But this guy comes in. So he, he thought something was, was, was a matter. And he comes in, and here's his, here's his admin standing on top of her chair, pointing, screaming, Kill that thing! Kill that thing! Kill that cockroach! And he looks at her, and he says, Millicent, are you nuts? Get down off that chair, take your shoe, and kill your own cockroach. And she said, no. She says, I hate those things. They terrify me. You kill that cockroach for me. And he says, I, Millicent, am in charge of a multi-million dollar budget that I'm trying to get fixed. I have labor problems. I've got union disputes. And you're wanting me to help you off that chair and kill your cockroach. I'm not going to do it. Now, you may say, John, that's, that's pretty petty of you to be on, falling on that guy's side. What harm is it to come and, and just go over there and stomp on the roach. Kill it. You could even take a piece of Kleenex and clean up the remnants. What harm is that? None or a lot. Because today it's a roach. Tomorrow it's, will you type this letter because I'm no good at spelling. See, we need to be sure that we have the right people in the right job responsible enough to kill their own cockroaches. I'll kill a roach for you. I really will. But, but I don't want it to be a habit because what it happens is I'm robbing you. If I came in and started critiquing the music, number one, I know nothing about music and, and I, had to have, I had to have help finding the lyrics of Slip Sliding Away and I love that song. And in my head, I was in perfect pitch. But if I tried singing that, I'd, I'd be flatter than a pancake. So what needs to happen is that you take good people that are qualified to do that job, and you put them in charge. And if something goes haywire, then you come and say, I'll help you kill the roach. 
But if I'm doing it all because I don't like the way you're doing it, I'm going to drive you away. You'll find someplace else to serve. You'll say, I'm not going to do it. If you're wanting to do that, do it yourself. And I will, <clears throat> I'm going to drive you nuts. And I'll drive myself nuts. So what happens is you want to be able to help people because it's not really worth my concern to try and take this kind of control. You can have control. We, I, we learned this yesterday. We were at, uh, uh, Craig and, and Ben and I went to a, a Southern Baptist conference. It was really, really good. And uh, uh, one of the things that, that was said is that you can have control or you can have growth, but you can't have both. It won't work. And that applies both personally and professionally. It's like our relationships. We can have control or we can have intimacy. We cannot have it both. I'm asked, John, you've been married 50 years. How in the world have you done that? Well, I, number one, I, I tell, well, I traveled a lot. <laughs> and and uh, uh, she was so happy that I came home to kill the roaches that she wasn't going to fight with me. But really, I learned early on I can be in control and be right, or I can be happy. I'm a happy guy. And it's not really worth my concern. I, it, it was a hard lesson to learn, particularly the color of the paint on the wall, the color of, of stuff on the floor, where this goes, where that goes, what gets planted. It, 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 it really, it's not worth my concern. If she needs my help, I'll, I'll, I'll help. I'm trying not to grumble. I, I Guys, are you grumblers when you ask, when your wife asks you to quit poking him? <laughs> I, I sometimes grumble, and, and it, it's, it's the way I was raised. A hundred years from now, does it really matter which way the towels get folded or which way the paper on the toilet paper unrolls? A hundred years from now, is that really going to matter? I think not. We can have control or we can have intimacy. And if it doesn't make a difference, why are we trying to control it now? Is it worth my concern? The second thing, is it mine to control? And sometimes the answer is yes. Surrendering control does not equate relinquishing responsibility. There's some things we're responsible for and we should take care of. If you've messed up your finances, you need to own that. And because of the decisions you've made... You're in a mess, but you can do something about it. You can get a second job. You can spend less, time, less than, than you make. You can talk to someone who understands budgeting. You can go to Financial Peace University. We're going to be having that in the spring, I imagine. Yes? Maybe? Who knows? Well, I bet we will. Um, we, we can... We can uh, <laughs> Craig, Craig, I'm going to tell a story on you, really. Craig went to, the, to this seminar, and, and they had stuff for the treasurer... And it was about taxes and everything. And, and he, you know, the last thing out of his mouth was, uh, you know, I'm going to keep you and the church out of jail. And, and so far, we're, we're okay. Now, I'm going to pay a bazillion dollars in taxes this year, but I'm not going to go to the pokey because my brother's watching out for me. He controls that. I don't have to. My grandson, Caleb and the love of his life got into a very serious discussion regarding finances. And we've got some brilliant minds in here about, about finances. I mean, we, 
We've got, we have men and women who really, really understand finances. And if you're struggling in that area, come see me and I'll, I'll point you somewhere. Uh, I mean, that, that it, we've, we've got guys that can help you, people that can help you. But, but uh, Caleb was explaining to her that before they got married, they would have their financial house in order. And he worked out, and she hated budgeting. Anything that she wanted, she got. She was a very privileged child, a beautiful young lady. But uh, 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 he worked out a budget for her, and they're holding each other accountable. He's even talked her into getting a second job. This kid's brilliant. And so she's working, she's babysitting and loves kids, and she's making uh, uh, $200 a week for each person that she babysits for, and she's working at Jose Pepper's. And so she, and they're banking everything, and, and she's sending the stuff to Caleb, and he's helping her with the budget, and they're really enjoying this. And they're holding each other accountable. Relationship control, though, friends, can be toxic if it's not meant to, to do things together where you are seeking God first where you're leaning not on your own understanding but on God's and he's going to direct your paths and there's some things that you can control and some things you can't and you need to learn which is which our workplace is another area where we control uh, where control rears its ugly head uh, you should ask yourself is this mine to control say that God owns this business I've given it to God and he controls this business. Now you still have that responsibility, but are you controlling every single aspect of it? You should ask yourself, is this mine to control? And the last thing, is this for God alone? And there's some things simply out of your control. Um, only God can, can do some of this thing. All right, when our health fails, or the health of a loved one fails, it's out of our control. Only God can take care of that. Maybe we need to take the advice of the Apostle Paul in Philippians 4 through 6. 4 through 6 through 7, he says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And it works. Paul wrote the words, while he was chained to a Roman soldier, while he was in prison, circumstances completely beyond his control. But let me remind you, prayer isn't the last defense, it's the first offense. We have to start with prayer. And our prayer should always be, Lord, I surrender my life to your control. Lord, lead me. Lord, guide me. And that's the beginning of perfect peace that will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And we're not going to find peace in trying to t t totally control every aspect of our lives. Are you going to surrender control? How do you choose that? And I, again, thinking these things, three things through... Is this worth my concern? Some things just don't matter. I don't care about the color of the sheets on the bed. I don't care about the color of the carpet in the church. I don't care. 
I'll let somebody who's in charge of that interior and exterior stuff. It's not mine to control. It's not worth my concern. And that's the second thing. Is it mine to control? Does this belong to me? Does it belong to you? It all belongs to God. Let Him have the control. And the last is, is this for God alone? Because sometimes, friends, there is absolutely nothing that we can do. We're up and, 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 uh, to see Jerry. Jerry's still at St. Francis, room 734, 24, 29, 24, 724. Go up and see him. I think he's, he's going to be in over the weekend. Um, don't stay long because there's sick people up there. <laughs> and, and you'll catch something. You really will. But here's a guy that has, that, you know, had a major surgery on his arm twice. And, and, and I, asked, I asked Craig, I, you know, how's he doing? He's, doing? he's doing lots better. He's got pneumonia. They're taking care of that. He's got a grip, a better grip on, with, his, with his hand today. But that was all God. Did God push him to where he fell? Yeah, he, just, he, just, he just tripped. It was out of his control. You know, we, we have to understand that, that maybe even that child that we've been praying for and, and has, has maybe gone haywire and, and you, you know, what could I do different? What can I do now? What can I, how can I fix this? How can I be involved? Sometimes it's just let go because God has it. Or the spouse. Or you're worried about who you're going to marry or not marry a ministry that you have that you're wanting. Is this for God alone? Friends, I, as, as a recovering control freak, I want you to, to, to join me to, to, as we embrace those three things and understand that, that it's, it's not worth getting a, an ulcer. It's not worth separating relationships. It's, it's not worth sinning against God. Control or surrender?